Yeah, greetings and salutations, gamers. Welcome to Cast Co-op, the podcast in which three podcast hosts cast together. I am one of your hosts, Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost, joined by my big brother and yours, the host of Season Gaming Spitcast, Ainsley Bowden. What's happening, fellas? Has it been three weeks again? Feels like it's, it's been, been a minute. Long. It's been too yeah, long. I don't think it's been three. Has okay. it been three? I don't know. It's been too long. It's been too our long. last episode, we got to talk about the biggest deal in video game history. We did. All right. And so that's and it was our barometer. biggest episode in history and cast co-op history, too. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> and by the way, guys, this is episode 20. Yeah. Hey, High look five. at that. Episode 25. <laughs> Very cool. That's we'll get to our that's topic. Intro. That's fine. That's fine. I skipped the entire name of my actual show. Uh, we'll get to our topic in just a moment. First, I must introduce host of the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast, Mr. Babbitt. How are you, sir? I'm doing pretty good. I got my new Bloodborne shirt today. It looks um, good. Yeah, right? It really does. This is a really good Trophy Room-themed Bloodborne nice. shirt. You know where to go. Um, yeah, no, Adam Leonard just hit it out of the park. Um, yeah, man. We got we got news to talk about, and honestly, you two are my least favorite people to talk about this with. So I'm just here. Hey, no, man, truth be told, I can I'm, rain on your parade. I'm ready. Uh, good. I've uh, truth be told, I've had like four hours of sleep in the combined two days because mm-hmm. um, I've been a little under the weather. So if you see me like sneezing, you know why? I'm thick. You're a little thick, a little sniffles. Yeah, a little sniffles. It's not good. I, uh, I love that all the Omicron symptoms are just exhausted worker. You know, like, are you tired? <laughs> you have the sniffles. <laughs> Feel overworked and underappreciated. Yeah. Are you stressed? <laughs> yeah. Underpaid. <laughs> yeah. my, my future son-in-law just tested positive today. Really? And he may have my stepdaughter positive as well. She's starting not to feel good. So. All right. Uh, Let's ask uh, the question that every step-parent gets. You like this kid? You like this kid? He's the, the first one I've liked. So yeah, oh, oh, okay. Right. He's a good guy. Right. Good guy. That's yeah. good. I, jo- I Joe, I, you guys have games with him, probably. Dave, yeah, we Dave, have actually. Is this Dave. Yeah. yeah. Dave's my best friend. <laughs> We've been texting all day. <laughs> He's got the vid. Here's He's the thing. Here's the thing about having stepkids. I would imagine you're not like like you're invested because you know they're oh, your wife's boy. kids. <laughs> Stay tuned for this one. But like you're not like. I, I doubt like you have the same investment, you know. It's just like it's when you get them. At least, in, yeah. In, in teaching, I can see it's when you get them. Yeah, like if yeah. I if I become a stepdad, I'm like, don't call me dad, just call me Joe. <laughs> I'm not going to discipline you. <laughs> well, if there's two, they're going to call you dad. I mean, yeah, I I feel like there's an age cutoff. Ains, is there an age cutoff? I don't even know how to respond to this conversation. You know who we need, Dave. Let me text him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, how are you, Ains? (laughs) All right. So, uh, gentlemen, in the last episode, we talked about the biggest acquisition. There we go. Nice. We talked about the biggest acquisition (laughs) in video game history and this week we've got another acquisition on the docket to discuss this one financially dwarfed by microsoft's acquisition of activision nonetheless i think pretty darn important and i'm a really big fan of this acquisition of bungie by sony particularly due to the wording uh i've got ty guy travis travis who disagrees with me coming on xcp this upcoming weekend humble humble plug there uh but gentlemen i feel like this was a good deal a big deal uh what was your first take Ains? 
can I go to you first so that we can round into to Joe after the fact? Yeah, 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 you can. Um, I was actually just pulling up something on the side here, which I'm sure is reflecting and you can see. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no, this is, uh, I like this deal. Uh, I like this deal for PlayStation because it's very clear what has kind of come out over the, the, what, two days since we first heard this now. Um, yeah. You know, there's been interviews and discussions about it with uh, Jim Ryan and some others from PlayStation leadership. And I like it because it's clear that they... We've talked a lot on this show about Microsoft looking to the future and making big moves to the future of gaming. Mm -hmm. And we've talked a lot about PlayStation seeming mm -hmm. um, kind of indifferent to changing their ways. And I know Joe's talked about this a lot, obviously, on Trophy Room. Um, this is a signal, and I think the conversations around this have really signified back to fans like us that PlayStation is not just resting on its laurels. They're very serious about what the future of gaming is and where it's going, uh, at least in, in their vision. And part of that is they know that they have everything we've talked about before, really strong IP, fantastic single-player games, great brand loyalty, um, all those things we you know talk about, like I said. But they realize their weakness is in live service expertise, um, PC porting, which they've corrected with an acquisition uh, more recently as well. Mm -hmm. and building out the future of kind of ongoing interactive games. Some people call them gas, whatever you want to call them, but the f uh, games and environments where people can invest into for the long term. Mm -hmm. um, and knowing PlayStation's kind of focus on quality, I don't think anyone can really argue with first-party quality out of PlayStation, uh, except for Days How could... Days gone. Yeah, 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 days gone, which is still good. If that's your worst, <laughs> if that's your worst, you're doing okay. You're yeah, that's, doing that's well. Uh, it's no crackdown three. That's for damn sure. Um, yeah. We can all agree there, at least. Jesus. Um, right, Luke? I love that game. <laughs> but it's my fun. point being is that um, this has made clear that they're serious about needing to up their kind of uh, up their quality in the live service arena. So it's come out that they want to build 10 live service games by 2026 which if you do the math is should be right around the tail end of this generation um they bought studios to do that previously some smaller studios obviously bungie is pretty much best in class mm -hmm. uh, at building worlds and online inter interactive um, entertainment in the console space and um people we can get into this later but you know there's the conversation of, did they overpay and you know, they only make Destiny. Why would you spend three and a half billion on? I Ultimate saw Michael Pactor's take on that. Michael Pactor's <laughs> what a moron! Oh, he hasn't been relevant. Maybe no, ever. they didn't overpay. But Jesus. no, they they, in my opinion, they didn't overpay. But anyway, I like Michael uh, Pactor. He's my best friend. I'll tell you. <laughs> Again, I'm kind of going on because there's a lot to unpack. No, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, boy, man, I, I, I like this. I think it helps them. I think it's good. I like hearing that Sony is going to start investing in live service because. I love their first party or first uh, single player stuff. Just mm -hmm. like on the Xbox side, I love their live service stuff. Xbox is yeah. making RPGs, single player games now. Great. PlayStation is going to invest in live service. Great. I get the best of both worlds on both platforms. Joseph? Uh, yes. I like this move a lot, man. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really because to me, it's like one of my favorite developers comes to my platform of preference. And it's a really weird feeling of wow, <laughs> like even like just saying it out loud. Sony owns Bungie, the makers of Halo and Destiny. Who are feels, on their third owner? 
Just On their third owner. Which, weird. you know what? I hear the third one, you know? It's the that's the keeper one. Um, we, we live in a world where Xbox owns Call of Duty and PlayStation owns the makers of Halo. Yeah. What is even happening in 2022? MLB the show is launching now onto the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. It's, it's it, like we said last episode. <laughs> nothing makes sense. <laughs> Up is down, down is left. You know, it's just man, it's 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 wild to think, and I I share the literal same sentiments from Ains. Like Sony's PlayStation is in the reverse of Microsoft. They have really great and beloved IP, uh, single player IP, but they don't have any live service games um, at all, <laughs> or that people care about. Uh, and so, all stars. I knew, I knew you were going to bring it up. I knew it. So, like, yeah, you know, games that people care about. So, I think this purchase of Bungie is really just aimed towards: we need your tools, your system, your teams to help us make whatever Insomniac's multiplayer game is, Naughty Dogs, Santa Monica's, and Gorillas, uh, and Fire Sprites, to make those sound experiences for our brand, to enhance it. And so I really like this move where Bungie is pretty much like SCIE, right? If I remember that correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yep. where they're totally doing their own thing. They're their own business, doing what they want, putting games where they want. And we got then the PlayStation uh, side doing what they want, but they just have utter and clear communication between the two companies. Um, And that's what you, that's what you want. You know, you want those devs working together, sharing ideas, sharing tech, sharing engines. And um, yeah, this is, this is just great news all around. I honestly, I don't know how, Many people can think that this is a bad deal. Even Nor- if you're like an Xbox guy, this isn't yeah. a bad deal. Mm-mm. No, no, I, and because they, sp- so I, I'm anxious. Again, I don't mean to, to plug it a second time, but but I'm anxious to talk to Travis about why he doesn't think it's a good thing because I see only good, good news out of this one. Yeah. It seems to me that Sony is acquiring knowledge for how to run a games as a service when they're looking to launch a program that is meant to be comparable to Game Pass. We don't know the ins and outs of it yet, but we do have gone good authority. They are looking to do just that and have a, a games as a service. We know that they're getting, as you said, Ains, a best-in-class studio when it comes to shooting. I don't agree they are best-in-class when it comes to community management or working with their fans, but uh, they certainly have a good track record of keeping an ongoing game alive. And we're looking at some of what are apparently... And this this is based on reports because I've not played Destiny in some time. Uh, people who are now doing a great job at creating a power fantasy and crafting a story to go around it. Mm. That is that is fantastic news for a service that needs, you know, experience and it needs to be able to give counsel to its now coworkers. All the while, they're allowed to operate seemingly independently or in the form of a partnership while publishing on multi-platform. Uh, and we presume that to be Xbox included. Yep. This seems to me a good deal all around. No one seems to be losing anything. Bungie gets the financial support to to flex a little bit. And the biggest news is the transmedia stuff that can come out of it because they have the Bungie IP, which includes Destiny. And so I was not at all upset by this. I get that it's odd Bungie goes to Sony and Activisions with Call of Duty and Crash Bandicoot are over with, 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 with Xbox, et cetera, et cetera. But... 
I thought this was great. 3.6 billion doesn't seem like a lot to acquire an IP that can have movies made about it, shows. We just had Arcane created. There's a Halo show on the way. Which, uh, to to mention, the head of Transmedia over at Riot apparently has left to join Bungie. Yeah, and and they have a new new IP coming too, right? Which they've apparently already been working on for a number of years. Um, and they created Halo, they created Destiny, two of the most successful IPs in, in gaming. Yeah. Um, so what's to think that they won't create the next whatever that happens to be? Um, especially now, they're, they were planning to launch in 2025. That's what they said last year. Um, now with the backing of Sony uh, and PlayStation first party, I mean, you have to think it's only going to improve it, right? With that yeah. talent and, and studio sharing. If that uh, estimate was based on working in in person, if it wasn't remote work, well, they said it last year. They were right, but I don't remote. know. Did we intend to still be in remote work two years out from that oh, statement? Uh, that's yeah. that's what I'm saying. That's all yeah. I'm throwing out there. So there, there's an interesting uh, just to quote kind of what we're talking about, which is what I was pulling up. We talked about the ten live service games, and then they said this in this uh, interview and, and conversation with Jim Ryan is. Uh, Let me just read this quote. He says, in addition, we view the deployment of our game IP on multiple platforms as a major growth opportunity for Sony, as has been evidenced by the success of the PC versions of God of War and other first party games. We've talked about that before, too. Through this acquisition, we intend to acquire new users and increase engagement on platforms other than PlayStation, which will enable us to significantly advance our long term growth strategy and further expand the ecosystem of our business. I love that he said ecosystem. That's my word. Yeah. Um, so I think this is really interesting because a lot of people are sticking on the word other platforms and rival consoles was said in another conversation. So my I want to ask you guys the question is because I haven't talked to anyone about this yet on uh, my thoughts is do you think there's a future where we see some of uh, Sony first party on platforms like the switch? I say absolutely we see them on xbox you think playstation's gonna publish on xbox i dude crazier things have happened in the past two weeks i think oh yeah i'm not Uh, listen the the reason why i say it is i i I, we actually talk about this a bit on on the trophy room this week so you can you can add what i'm about to say here or or fight it if you want but (laughs) plug uh if you're playstation what's wrong if you give xbox folks folks a taste of the last of us and when i say like put your playstation games on here i mean your games of service games like put factions on there put twisted metal on there what's mm-hmm. that gonna hurt well like uh you know wh- whatever that leads to is oh my god this game's really really good well maybe i am gonna actually maybe check it out wherever maybe i you know spartacus is that streaming app on my tv i'll just try it there risk-free and what I do you actually, make them do? Log into their PlayStation Network. Log into their ID. The mm-hmm. same argument can be made. I, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Because, no, no, no. It, 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 you're 100% right, Luke. And coupled with the fact of the most important thing for a live service game is population. Engagement. You can, you, engagement. You can't just lock a multiplayer thing behind one platform and just succeed right you need as many as you can get so i'm taking a look at like halo infinite and i'm looking at how they're doing it of like yep they're on xbox 
and they're on PC. And I'm taking a look at what PlayStation could do of like, yeah, absolutely on uh, on on PlayStation on PC to start. But if things start warming up between these two companies, maybe, yeah, we could see whatever multiplayer thing Neil Druckmann's cooked up on an Xbox for that player engagement. So that's what I'm really thinking. They really want as many people as they can here because they've seen with like games like destruction, all stars or predator or whatever. Um, if you put a multiplayer thing out there and it's on just one platform, their population ain't there. It just quickly dies. Mm-hmm. So uh, to me, I think it just makes sense that, yeah, you're going to see some PlayStation games on rival platforms. And I think if you, the comparison reminds me of uh, somebody tweeted at Joe about playing Sea of Thieves on his PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And Joe has put hundreds of hours into Sea of Thieves as of I with him. Yeah. I would never care what system he played on. We play with our good friend CJ when he's on PC, right? Like, I don't care. I want to play. If they put Sea of Thieves, and this is a, a hypothetical, if Sea of Thieves went on to PlayStation, this live service game, and he has to log into his Xbox account on his PlayStation five years from now to play Sea of Thieves. All right. All right. Still, okay. Like he's spending money in the Emporium. He's logged in. He's engaged. That's what the, I mean. Hardware is going away. Microsoft, I think, is going away faster. Yeah. Uh, but like hardware is going away. What do I care if he's using a Dual Sense or an Elite 2 or uh, a poor man's controller with the regular Xbox controller, You're like whatever. You know, get the Elite <laughs> too. It's so good. Um, yeah. It's just, it's, what do we care? And I think that's the direction Sony is preparing for. 10 live service games by 2026, you know, isn't the intention. 10 years from now, do you need a PlayStation? No. Do you need an Xbox? No. You need to log in on your TV, yeah. on your device, yeah. whatever. And, PlayStation has, you know, a leg up on that where they have TVs that they can have just the app there. I mean, it was there for a long time, right? It's a long, still long time ago. Still is on some. Yeah. Jesus. So yeah, yeah it like it's not an impossible thought. I think like, I'm not as like hardware is dead in the next five, ten years. I think it's still there. Um, ten, I think you got ten years. I think you yeah. Years. But you Do know, for gen. for me, yeah, it is about just like Dude, we're going to see, we're going to see these games on each other's platforms, and I think both of them know that, and I think they both know that they again want themselves as competition, and they don't want Apple or Amazon in. And so, whatever they need to do to make sure that it scares off Amazon and Apple, they will do. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've been we've been talking about this at a high level from a technical perspective for a long yeah. time now. And we had a conversation, I think a couple of weeks ago around what does PlayStation look like five years from now. Right. Um, and I think that uh, I think you guys are, are on point. I kind of been talking about the capabilities of just people have personal investment in these brands and, and these platforms where they can't, some people have a lot of trouble visualizing what a world without a, a, a box looks like. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, it just, it, I, I don't know why it's so hard to conceptualize that you uh, interact with your gaming brand um, outside of a box. I mean, I know Stadia is not the best example, but Stadia is that today. Um, and you, when, you know, when you watch Netflix, you don't think to yourself, 
oh, I've got to go watch Netflix in the living room because that's the TV that has Netflix. No, you just think you're going to watch Netflix from wherever the hell you are, whether yeah. you're on your laptop, you're in any room in your house, you're on your phone, you just log into Netflix. And, and that's that's what people really have to think about the future of gaming, be it Xbox and PlayStation both, even though it's been three decades or you know two and a half decades of consoles, that that's not the future. Um, so I don't know. I, I Yeah, I... I that's a long-winded way to say we've been talking about this for a while, and I do agree with you. I think we see, especially games like you pointed out, Joe, that require engagement that are going to be on all platforms. And and really, this is going to be the next generation of revenue growth for these companies. I mean, Microsoft's already been talking about it. Like I said, it's kind of nice and refreshing in my mind, especially as a tech guy, to hear Sony talking about it as well, because they were just so quiet on this front last year and we kept saying we gotta talk about what the hell they're doing um mm -hmm. and now they're finally doing that and i like it yeah so, so so is this not a major response the xbox's newsletter did they not call bungie a week ago and make this happen <laughs> uh that's what i heard yeah michael pactor told me and they said they were like so desperate they're like please bb i'll give you whatever you want please please just come with me bb please yeah. we need to own halo and this is how we do it <laughs> <laughs> they took Crash Bandicoot from us. <laughs> now we're going to take a look at Tim Ryan yeah. was running around with a Master Chief helmet. Yeah. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Jim, slow down. You don't actually own the Master Chief. What? Like, what? what? <laughs> Jim's like those NFT boys that bought that copy of Dune. <laughs> those freaking morons. Now we're going to put Halo Infinite on our platform. <laughs> we're going to make Dune available for everyone. <laughs> it's truly infinite now. Um, oh, God. Did, did you see the picture of them um, with uh, Jason Jones, you know, uh, co-founder of Bungie, and Jim Ryan and the Sony guys, like, signing the paperwork, like, six months ago? Did you see that picture? Jeez, and, like, so yeah. yeah, they're, like, all smiling, and Jason Jones and um, Herman are sitting there, like, you know, holding arms are basically like half hugging and cheering, yeah. and Jim just in the background, like Jim. Jim looks like like <laughs> like sluggish, like he me. Looks like a troll, just like hanging out in the background. He's got a fucking just his a sweatshirt or a sh <laughs> like like a hoodie, and it's like the raggedy old jeans. It's like <laughs> it's like Herman decided to pick up any old bloke on the sidewalk. He's like, hey. Come here, we're about to sign the thing, huh? Is there food in there? Yeah, 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 yeah. old man, hey, come on. <laughs> guys, this is my slow cousin. Just call him Jim. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> guys my... worth like, you know, $100 million. Like, oh, yeah. My favorite yeah. meme to come out of this one was uh, it's the Dr. Evil and Scott Evil one where Scott Evil walks in the room and Austin Powers is like, it seems the tables have turned again. And it, that's that's Xbox holding Activision Blizzard <laughs> or whatever. And Dr. Evil's like, kill the little bastard. I don't care. <laughs> oh, God. What? <laughs> good. It's yeah. Really good. Yeah. No, uh, you know, here's the thing. We talked a lot, though, about like how this benefits PlayStation. Obviously, it benefits them a whole lot. Um, gives them that constant revenue. I like, I think what polygon wrote is like this no no it's too smart for polygon the yeah. games industry.biz wrote uh, of like this is their minecraft they needed a minecraft this is a constant revenue growth they're really good at this type of business model so on and so forth but my question for you guys is like what does this give uh what does this give sony or sorry uh bungie i'll go with you luke how about that 
Ooh, yeah, no yeah. problem. Man. So it gives Bungie financial backing and funding <laughs> that they have uh, historically needed, despite wanting independence. Right? They that's why they've bounced from three owners and celebrated every time they le- they've left their last two owners. But yeah. they clearly don't know how to handle that on their own, and that's not meant to sound like a criticism. But you know, you left Xbox and celebrated. You went to Activision. And then you left Activision and celebrated and something wasn't working right. And now you're with Sony. And what it does give them is financial backing gives them the potential to tell new stories with the Bungie IP, whether that's going to be kind of the same bigger story and Mm -hmm. they're going to have the kind of an extended universe that ties in, or they can do their own thing. Kind of like Halo is its own thing in the show. So it's not bound by it, which I think is the best way to do it. Witcher has the books, the games and the show. They're not bound to each other. Um, this gives Bungie a way to expand their IP and celebrate the world that they've created with some pretty high-level writing at, at times. And in turn, that'll become a cyclical profit. They'll 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 engage people and bring them back to the game, and it'll be ongoing. And I think that's yeah. really awesome. And I hope they get rid of the numbers. Like, stop calling it Destiny Two. Stop calling it Destiny Three. Just Destiny, and then have a colon after it if you need to. Right. That's what I think it gives Bungie is, is that financial security and the ability to expand their storytelling. What about you, Ains? Yeah. <clears throat> so obviously, I think we're probably mostly in agreement here. I think Luke touched on most of the points. I think when anytime you look at um, acquisitions like this, and especially in the gaming industry or tech space, you think about three things, which is IP, technology, and expertise. Um, and Bungie kind of has three things there that sony needs mm-hmm. um they have strong ongoing ip probably would you say but destiny's the strongest kind of live service game in the console market no i Fortnite. wouldn't no Fortnite. oh uh, yeah mm. Fortnite. i guess yeah Fortnite. i i would think the like, like longest running i would say like destiny that's why i think that but Continue. Yeah, I guess as I said that you've got Minecraft, you got Fortnite. Roblox yeah. is ridiculous. Roblox um, is the biggest, which my students play that. I'm like, what is wrong with y'all? <laughs> what are you but doing? um so you, you get you get that, you get IP, obviously, like we talked about, and their new IP, of course. Um, and you get expertise with live service, what we already touched on. So um, yeah, like I, I kind of already touched on when I made my first comment, which is I just like that Sony's gonna be able to capitalize on some of the understanding here to build their other live service games, um, which I hope plays into things like Twisted Metal, which I'm hugely excited yes. for. Yes. So I want to see those type of IPs, Last of Us Factions, whatever that ends up being, you know, all these things that they can do. If they bring Resistance back, please come on. Stuff like that. I hope that, uh, you know, it all benefits from this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I like for me, I'm like, it's the Gorilla IP. Like, I, I know it's the Horizon multiplayer. I like I want I want to see that thing so bad. Um but for for Bungie I think for them it's it's really like yeah, we get that financial backing to expand and to have bigger horizons set for us. Um and not just the team's portion, but it really is their want to make Destiny Star Wars. They know that this IP is super special, has a huge fan base that just built in from the get um, 
you can get people's eyes on a TV or on a movie screen just by that fan base alone. So if you actually put some good money behind it, you have an opportunity to have not just a giant IP on the gaming front, but then you also have this massive IP for, you know, the silver screen. And I think that's very important for Sony. I think every deal that we're going to see from Sony has to spell out, well, how is this not just good for, you know, PlayStation? How is this good for the company overall and the other things that we do? Uh, that transmedia, that meta space uh, vision that we have in our heads. Like, that's what this deal really rings to me is like, we have a chance of seeing a good Destiny movie, live action video game adaptation. Um, Well, Luke, no, go for it. Uh, Well, the best Star Wars we've seen has come via Disney Plus. Some of the best Marvel storytelling has come via Disney Plus. Some of it not, right? Like we've seen hits and misses. Um, But this could be, I mean, this is a war for content, not consoles. And I think there's a case to be made for not being on the big screen, but having more controlled, smaller stories within the universe that, that allow you to tell a better story. Because Star Wars itself is a great example of when you try to go too big, you, oh, yeah. you miss it. I and mean, if you can focus in and be a little more uh, steady with your hand, then you might be able to get some better storytelling out of that. And that was just my thought. That was what was going on. No. By the way, I, I'm an idiot because you asked, what does Bungie get out of this? And I, I went back to what does PlayStation get out of this? So yeah. I apologize. How dare so you? stupid. Honestly. <laughs> Dude, he's so dumb. We carry Honestly. him every week. Every, every week. It's the dementia pills. You forgot you to take them. You don't every week. Yeah. You see, you got us on the toes. Hey, I just had to send you guys a, an image because uh, it's, a, it's a Star Wars spoiler because Luke mentioned Star Wars. Is it an and, NFT? Uh, no, he's bringing them in cold, Jerry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the thing. I I think there's there's immense potential here. And I think the, the, the best thing is why this deal, I love it so much, is it doesn't affect it affects everyone, but like positively, like no one is harmed in the making of this deal. Uh, you know, gamers, no matter where you're going to play are rewarded for it. And I want to know if this sounds fanboyish. I really, really appreciate how PlayStation has been so forthcoming on this deal. And it kind of, uh, it, it kind of, for me, at least aims the camera back on Microsoft going, okay, so what were you like? What do you guys really mean now? Because now, now it seems like you're talking to riddles on, on purpose. I, I agree with you because it, it, it does. PlayStation's done a fantastic job thus far in their communication about the yeah. deal. Um, I think because it's a smaller deal with with less IP involved, mm. there's a factor in that. I think the other True. factor is Activision has ongoing litigation, which True. I think limits their ability to do certain things. I mean, uh, Ains just hired a lawyer for Bitcast, so he could probably tell tell you more. <laughs> oh, that's uh, about true. it. But uh, no, I was going to say the same thing is that they're, they've got to be very careful what they say about the future plans for IP with the Activision deal, because until the FTC reviews it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Jason Schreier, I believe specifically he and only he didn't he call the antitrust people himself uh, yes. uh, he, to raise concerns upon his shoulders like the giant yeah. he is. He was and, on vacation and yeah. said, yeah. no, honey. Yeah, I'm gonna take care of this. Yeah, he put his for the first time. It it was kind of like uh, you know, it's it's kind of like the uh, February, 
Jason pulled his head out of his ass, saw his shadow. He's just like, oh, FTC, I, I have a, I have a request. <laughs> no, I, th- I think to the, to the original point, Joe, that's, I think the difference is Microsoft must tread carefully because it's such a bigger deal. It's, yeah. And I mean that financially, I'm not like trying to add weight to my opinion. I'm saying it's, it's way more money involved, way more people involved and ongoing litigations that are involved. I think the complexities there mean that Microsoft mm. must trade carefully. Plus, Microsoft reorganized an entire division of its company Holy. to create this. So I think that's why you have it. That's not to say I don't wish it was that clear because I really appreciated PlayStation's yeah. Uh, yeah. bluntness. And kudos to Bungie for using the verbiage they did and clearly wanting to go and stay multi-platform, be in charge of their stuff. This could be the deal they've been trying to get, you know? Yeah. I I think after two divorces, the third one, you got to be like, I know what I want here. Um, You know, clearly it wasn't with Activision, and clearly that was such a bad relationship that, yeah, I I bet they were apprehensive with everybody that tried to approach them. And I, I, I think if in desperation for for sony or not sony was willing to say yes and i think what is it's kind of like a like a twist of fate like type of thing where you know we saw like a year or two ago they tried to purchase the warframe devs for similar reasons and mm-hmm. that deal fell through because of tencent and so to see them go to bungie and give them this literal sweetheart deal that was too good to pass up I think Sony, I I think Bungie knew what they wanted and because they were so steadfast in what they wanted, um, a lot of people probably saw themselves out until Sony said, all right, we'll we'll say yes. I I saw um, two things pop in my mind and I'd like you guys to shed light on it if I'm for what I missed, right? Because I caught these kind of just in between moments today. One was that Microsoft wasn't willing to pay that money for Bungie and I don't know if that's true. I don't know if you guys saw something there. Uh, the second, has reported that that Microsoft was talking to Bungie and and they but they weren't willing to pay anywhere near that. Yeah, that seems that, so I, strange. I don't know if that's true. That's just he said that. That's what he said. Okay, so no evidence or sources on that one. We do. That's just a thing that a guy with a Jez decent is enough reliable though. Like, yeah, a decent enough record. I feel like we can say, all right, there's something there. So at first, and whichever one of you, well, Jez reported it from his ivory tower. Oh, got it. Whichever one of these dropping things in the background, knock it off. Wink, um, wink. We have fun here. <laughs> Joe, what are you doing in the background? It's crazy. Um, oh, it's your chair. I saw you move. Okay, that's what it is. Oh, yeah. Your chair's a little squeaky sweet. I'm sorry. I bet you the listeners don't even notice it, but I hear it. That's probably yeah. it. Okay. So the other question. See how controlling he is, guys? <laughs> <laughs> um, did they ever pay? Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, when somebody else, another analyst um, that, that I liked, and I wish I could give them credits, I can't remember, but they laid out all the live service games and properties and IP that Microsoft now is going to be in control of. And it kind of pointed out like, well, they didn't really need Bungie and Destiny because they've got Diablo and Call of Duty and Halo Infinite and Sea of Thieves. And, they, and then it was like a much bigger Overwatch and a bunch of others. They've got a lot of ongoing revenue streams via multiplayer games uh, versus what Sony had, which was much smaller. And so I wonder yeah. if that had a factor in it as well as Microsoft had less need for Bungie versus Sony. 
Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think Phil basically said, called him up and said, just make sure Destiny's still on Xbox. We good? We good. That was it. Yeah. Gotcha. Done. Gotcha. So he swung that Call of Duty hammer that he can swing uh, <laughs> as much as he wants. Is that How ridiculous doing? is that conversation, by the way? Have you seen those people? Well, now yeah. PlayStation can just say, if you want Destiny, you have to give us Call of Duty. And it's like, yeah. you guys don't have any clue of how this works to you. Like zero. Yeah. Right. Except in my scenario where they get Spider-Man to go multi-platform. That's the yeah. only way it can work. No one cares. No. Spider-Man is so cool and he belongs to everyone. He swings from rooftops. He's everyone's anybody can wear the mask. Just like Ray Skywalker. No. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Real quick. Okay, this is Joe, this is really for you. Um, you know how everybody hated Star Wars because they put a woman in charge or whatever. They made a woman yeah. a Jedi or something. Uh-huh. And and like Ray really wasn't that great a character. I think we should all accept no. it. Yeah. Having just watched The Expanse and several other sci-fi things, there are so many amazingly awesome badass women yeah. in sci-fi. It had nothing to do with Ray Skywalker and a girl. No. Shut up. Yeah. That okay. was my <laughs> quickest. Right. Okay. I, I, have, I do have a question. So where were you at uh, on January 6th, Luke? <laughs> <laughs> I just got out of your car. And <laughs> I felt like it was a moment I had to be yeah, a part it was, of it. It was a school trip. It was a school trip. A yeah, school field trip. <laughs> you said, let's go sit on this lady's desk, and I was there. <laughs> So the door's open, all right. <laughs> so I, I do have a, a yeah. question for you, though. Like sure. our last episode, we we said we had um, PlayStation was in trouble, and we yeah. had offered a job to a few guys, and now you've got to be the one to tell them that they are out of a job because I'm not telling them. <laughs> Listen, fellas, uh, you could carry a coffin le- unlike any other. But um, uh, EA right. might be your next target, boys. No, I think Ubisoft is so. <laughs> yeah, Ubisoft's Go. doing worse. <laughs> Go they with killed, God, gentlemen. They killed Go Ghost Recon with microtransactions and NFTs and Ubisoft, man. When Vivendi was attacking them, they were making some great stuff. Yeah, only oh. under threat were they really, really fantastic. And now it's just... And turns out they passed that threat down to their female employees, which now yeah. it's like, oh, do I love Origins as much as I thought I did? Mm. No. <laughs> so, okay, is is there anything else we want to we want to touch upon here? Because I do have a question for you guys. In, in this particular deal, yeah, go for it. I don't. Yeah, yeah, go go on. No, I I I don't either. That's why I was like, here's our oh, next no. major we, topic. We've got, I got a few other topics we could touch on, of course. Okay, cool. Yeah, hit it. Um, because I want to know, guys. <laughs> obviously, this wasn't PlayStation's response to Microsoft. Uh, wh- what does happen next? Because we hear now, you know, Jeff Grubb going, "Yes, Sony is talking to someone," mm-hmm. and they're warming them up to the idea mm-hmm. um who do you think that someone is realistically that would actually make sense please for the love of god don't say ea like what do you think the scope what do you think sony's missing still from f- on the on the publisher developer end missing they are not in this case in my, in yeah. my answer to you but it's the same thing i think i said last week and it's the one that i would have thought would have been the case and that every insider um, that, that couldn't call the Activision deal and couldn't call the Bungie deal, you know, all those insiders. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We, it's gonna all, be huge. all of those insiders plus me, um, I, Square Enix just makes sense 
mm-hmm. because of all the 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 you know the flirting they continuously do. Yeah. But Sony doesn't necessarily need them because it's like they already have them. You know. Right. Right. So what do they need at this point? They don't need a fighter uh, unless they're going to be because it sounds like they're going to lock Cap, uh, Capcom down again for Street Fighter. Sure. But it's odd because, I mean, they have their own Evo and I don't know. I don't know what they need, Joe, because they've kind of got everything except for Unlock. a. Th- uh, what's that? Yeah. Unlock. I, I feel like I feel like they're, I feel doing like they're pretty good. good. Yeah, the portfolio is pretty solid. They got the best yeah. superhero game in the business right now. It's true. They've got the best third-person narrative games in the business right now. Right. They've got some of the best visuals, though. I think that will start to fade. They don't have the best hardware, which that's not a thing that's in this, the factor on this one. How dare you? Um, it's 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 such a beautiful console. It's it's, it's, it's amazing. Way too big, and and I think it's going to start Perfect. showing its weakness by comparison to the series. Like You're weak. You're weak. I could pick you up and put you down, bitch. <laughs> But uh, by the way, I don't care about yeah. that. Like these people that are like, like he can I, pick you up and put you down. <laughs> oh no, he can do it. I'm a big boy. He and Henry oh, Cavill. Geez. I'll ride him around like Yoda. Um, <laughs> oh please, he's riding you around. <laughs> it's he's Henry Cavill. Oh, don't don't. Oh, I'm gonna ride. Well, whatever Henry Cavill yeah. means. I'm there. <laughs> okay. okay, I'll just tell you that. Yeah. Um, not enough. Not in Witcher two season. Um, what, what, what is happening right now? I'm afraid of where this conversation is went. Uh, Look how ready he is. <laughs> there wasn't enough shirtless scenes with him. And you no, and my mother would agree. <laughs> my mother, my mother, she's like, you know, oh, have you seen Witcher? And I'm like, no, not, not yet, Mom. She's like, oh, that Henry Cavill. Oh, my goodness. Him and uh, Yennefer? Oh, my God. Oh my God, they're so sexy! <laughs> show her the show her the opening scene of Witcher Three, buddy. Give your mom that yeah. gift. All right, I'll give, give her that gift. gift. Uh, no, I don't yeah. want I don't want my mom to be <laughs> to get hot and bothered in the same room. I've seen it; it's great. Um, oh so boy, they they really do have everything seemingly unlocked except for hardware, which is is not a big deal. And I think we'll start to see over the next few years. Series X probably has more to show, uh, but the, but my transition to that was like. Man, Digital Foundries, Digital Foundry has done some great things for gaming, but I hate when I see their names pop up now on Twitter because it's just like, ugh. Yeah. Okay, the PlayStation we 5 go had 61 frames and the Series yeah. X had 62. Yeah. That's what I, we're yeah. down to now. We're down to like yeah. individual single count frames. Like, yeah. So player. someone asked me on our Dying Light review, so how how was Dying Light 2 in performance since it was only 1080? And my reply was, Oh, it's only in 1080. <laughs> We're going to tell. I don't know. It looked good. It ran great. Yeah, 60, park, 60 park frames. It's fine. So I'll, yeah. add, I'll add something to your question, Joe. Um, mm. If I, it, to, to Luke's point, need, I think, is a strong word. I don't think they need anything. Um, Unpack this. Unpack it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's always, you know. You know, that's what I do. It's my, my catchphrase. Yeah. Um, Square Enix seems obviously the most obvious because of everything you said, Luke, but... I would argue that if Sony's looking to seriously acquire another company, be it a publisher or just a big developer, I think that they look to Europe. Um, Because in Europe, PlayStation dominates. Um, Their brand is stronger there than Xbox. It just is pretty significantly, save for a few countries here and there. But overwhelmingly, when you talk about overall Europe. Uh, PlayStation is huge there and they have they have London studios, you know, in uh, in England and they have uh, a few kind of smaller ones that they're now building up again. 
uh, like they did in the past, which is kind of weird. But my point being is that when you think about what Xbox is building from a Western RPG front, from Elder Scrolls, right, to Obsidian, to everything we've talked about, Fable, um, and you look at PlayStation's lineup of uh, third-person first party, third-person, yeah, third-person adventure game, and they're they're already stellar relationship from a Japanese front because they're PlayStation, right? Square Enix, Capcom, etc. If I was, if I'm them, which I'm not, obviously, uh, I'm looking into Europe for some type of Western developer that can buoy the PlayStation's first party lineup with something like a big Western RPG. So, are we thinking CD Projekt Red? I don't know. I don't because see- I, I, I I don't know that company. What's like. Yeah, you know, whatsoever. Because uh, what, well, uh, when I'm thinking big Western RPG in Europe, that's where my my brain goes to. So you know, there obviously last year there were Xbox rumors of Xbox acquiring everybody. Yeah. Um, but what I did learn, which I didn't know at the time, was that companies like Techland for Dying Light and CD Projekt Red and a few others I'm going to forget that the Polish government basically subsidies mm-hmm. a huge part of this development for these companies. And mm. so the acquisition kind of not similar, but it's kind of like when you hear about acquisitions of Japanese studios and it's like Japanese has laws about who can, what, you know, countries and companies can do here. And, and it's very specific. So Poland kind of seems the same way. So that was yeah. a long, I can't wait till you ask Hoke that question when it comes to acquiring a Japanese company. Oh yeah. Yeah. That'd yeah. be a good conversation too. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so CD Projekt Red, I'm not so sure. Um, but anyway, I, I just I don't know. I see them looking Western um, somewhere in Europe. Yeah, I, I think I... Deep Silver came to mind. I mean, they're part no, of the media. But... Yeah, they're and is, they're aren't they now? Coke media, aren't they? Yeah, Deep Coke. Silver. How do you? Yeah, know how you get your, I said I said get your head out of, out of the gutter. Yeah, okay? I know what you said. That's what you're always yeah. thinking about. But yeah. no, no, I. <laughs> we talk about Henry Cavill once that? on the show. <laughs> That's where he goes to. You know he's Superman. No, I no. Listen, I get it. He's on the list. You know, make a Superman game. Somebody. <laughs> they are. They are owned by Coke Media, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to me, I, I think the only thing that Sony is truly missing at at this point, because I my my end game goal is I just whatever money they were going to acquire something with, just infuse your own studios with them. And, and, and just make, make, make it that way. Um, but I, the only thing that I think they're missing for me is you're right. RPGs, RPGs are now taken off the field for them. And I don't really know any other Western developer that comes immediately to mind again. I'm sick. So I, there's, there's really nothing. And so to me, I'm like, I think the, probable best thing for you to do is to just you know put the ring on square and make sure that final fantasy is what it is just forever a playstation thing um and i think that holds enough brand awareness where you know look they're making a lord of the ring show i think you can make a final fantasy thing and make it popular and along the lines as well translate that th- those ip into your crunchy roll subscriptions right 
um, infuse it that way where now you have, you could start working with all these anime houses on, on, on cool shit like that. To me, that's the only way, the only place my mind goes in terms of RPGs. I don't know. It's yeah. I mean, that's another obvious one that would, uh, you know, they've just had that kind of relationship for a long time now. And they've obviously got the timed exclusive deals on Forspoken, Final Fantasy 16, like you said. And, um, it's just another seemingly obvious one. Um, but again, to, to Luke's point, is that even worth it? Yeah. Um, because they kind of have that lockdown already. Uh, I was kind of looking up on the side here because I, I thought off the top of my head that Square Enix was owned by another kind of bigger parent, but it, Maybe it doesn't look like. Maybe I was thinking of someone else. Yeah, and that's why I'm like, if we're if we're taking a look at like Western RPGs, it, it really it really just comes down to yeah, like CD. But like, do you even want CD Project? I don't even. I don't know. I can be the I can be the the judge of that. No, um, but I am excited for their next gen updates of Witcher Three and Cyberpunk. Like, I I am genuinely curious. Like, that is what's going to make me turn on Cyberpunk. And they do have the time I'm playing through Witcher 3 right now. I want to see that. But Cyberpunk or CD Project Red's name really took a hit. Yeah. With Cyberpunk. And I mean really took a hit. And Joe, you and I can say that because our my chair is black with Batman on it, and yours is yeah. white with They're as strong as they've ever been. I don't know what yeah. you're on about. I got a quite wow. gin lightsaber down there. Oh, that's cool. That's neat. Ains, what's your who things. made your chair? What's that? Uh this is Secret Lab. Yeah. Secret Lab and and mm. What's it branded? Uh, McDonald's. Got it. ba 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 Luke loves the Lord. Um, yeah, no. It, yeah, I, I, I don't know where the next acquisition lies, but I am kind of nervous about it, guys. I don't know. I'm still nervous. I don't like this whole things could go oh, away. Could. Yeah. What, kind of freaks me out. Away? Nothing's gone away so I don't far. know, man. I don't know. <laughs> Choice, freedom, democracy. That's right. Yeah. Ring you a bell? For this. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Well, when we were on our way to the Capitol that one time, you, really, you made some good points. Yeah. I know. It's like, AOC, how can I trust a name with only three letters? <laughs> and two of them are vowels? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's true. You it's know? a threat. It's a threat. Uh, it's a can I transition this a bit um, to, a, dip, to sure. a different one? I, in the next few months, in the next like two months or something, I believe it was Benji Sales that noted this, but I think we've all we've noted it as well. PlayStation has something like six exclusives coming out, mm-hmm. yeah, um, big and small, from from small games like Sifu up to to much larger games like Gran Turismo and Horizon. And this reminds me, I mean, Xbox had kind of a similar run. Uh, Game Pass day and date stuff at the end of last year. But it feels like in the last two years, we've had Sony heavy in the beginning of a year, Microsoft handling the back half of the year. Mm-hmm. And it feels like that's that's happening again here in 2022. Uh, can I tell you, I don't have mm-hmm. anything I'm looking forward to on the big scales in 2022, except for Gotham Knights, because none of the games really register with me. Um, I know, I know, Ains, but like Starfield is not one that's going to sell me. Redfall is unproven. Uh, Horizon, I will absolutely check out, but that's not my game. I didn't get into the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's weird because what am I into? Halo, yeah. Batman, superhero stuff. And so I feel a little odd think, looking at this year because I feel like Microsoft slate is really quiet based on what we know right now. Sony's well, that's because the they're dead. I don't know if you know this. Oh, snap. Really? 
yeah. I thought PlayStation was because I watched Casco Op 19 and we no. said PlayStation. Aids, bring the bad. picture back up while I describe uh, or tell Luke why uh, Microsoft is dead. See, Mike, no, 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 the other one. Uh, get no, the, get, break too. out the coffin, guys. Break out the coffin, guys. All right, fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you see, Xbox is dead because. Um, because you know playstation took the master chief away from them so like even the tv show that like let's be honest it looks all right uh oh shit (laughs) 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 was it this one is this the right one no yeah that trailer looks good it it looks like it has good potential what trailer the halo trailer oh it did have you seen this have you heard about this yeah i I have heard about it shockingly um i don't know man i'm like it's, it was just weird hearing you say that, Luke. I guess you were talking specifically about Xbox, but yeah. I'm like more hyped for upcoming games maybe than I've ever been. It's like ridiculous. Yeah. So so tell me, because I'm not, and it's not because I think gaming is bad this year. I'm like, oh, the ones that talk to me have either just come out or are not coming out for a while. Yeah, you know what I, I mean, mean? Suicide Squad got delayed this week. Uh, apparently they right. haven't officially said that, but it's been reported. Uh, and Gotham Knights was canceled, so I don't know what you have to look forward to. Gotham Knights was not canceled, listeners. We just haven't heard or seen anything. I literally interviewed the senior game designer just a few weeks back. Oh, look at me! Oh, look at you! Now we're best we friends. I was in a Gotham Knights interview, I basically but I'm just half developed the game. Look at me! Oh, whoa, they're gonna put fun. my name in the credits. Yeah, right. That's why it was delayed. Um, um, I know nothing about that game. I'm just saying it's not canceled. Like, <laughs> what is there? You know, like yeah. for, for for me, what do you? Uh, guys there's a little game called Elden Ring. Have you heard of it? Yeah. Biggest game this year. Boom. Heard about it? Do you guys think that game is really going to hit big, big, or is it going to be like still the Dark Souls crowd? I think going to go beyond. Okay, that, okay. Uh, Joe, we're, we're going to have to educate our poor, our poor. Tell me, is it going to be for the Dark? Souls? I know it's a big audience. I'm saying, is it going to go beyond it? Is oh, my question. I, no, in all in all seriousness, that that statement. What is a weird dumb question. <laughs> <laughs> that statement is weird because when people say, "Is it just for the Dark Souls audience?" It's like, do you realize how much Dark Souls sells? A yeah. lot. But we've said many times, Ains, and and I wasn't joking when I asked. We've said many times that people are looking at this game like it's something that it's not because it's open world. They're thinking they're just going to be able to jump right yeah. in. And that is what I'm saying. Like, are they going to jump in? Is it going to get backlash? Because it's not something they thought. And then uh, I can't talk to the, the mindset of idiots. I mean, I, people yeah. are going to do what they're going to do. But what I can talk to is that Sekiro, <laughs> Sekiro has sold five mil, over 5 million copies, right? Yeah. And Sekiro mm-hmm. had nowhere near the level of hype that Elden Ring has. So yeah. there, I, I think it's easy to say this game sells 8 plus million. And okay. any game that sells eight plus million copies is not a small game, unless you're yeah. Tomb Raider and you made by Square Enix and you're disappointed. <laughs> yeah, Square um, sucks. I'm just we've saying. Got, we've literally got Elden Ring, Horizon, which looks utterly breathtaking, it does look amazing, and Breath the next chapter, and the next chapter of Destiny. Even though I know we're not big Destiny players, we just talked about how big yeah. Destiny is. Mm-hmm. We have yeah. all that in a week, one week. All three of those things launch. Yeah. And that's not touching on anything else. God bless. Dying Light 2 is tomorrow as we record mm-hmm. this. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Right. Good game. Yeah. Seafood was on Great Tuesday. Game. Can't even say anything. Um, Can't say anything. Are you embargoed? Okay. Um, no, I'm not even saying anything. 
I don't a, even know if I have it. I don't even know what that game is. Um, you could even tell. You could even convince me otherwise. That's a stupid <laughs> rule when they we put get, that on embargo. We got Gran Turismo Seven. We just got the showcase <laughs> for yesterday, which looks incredible. Yeah. We got Ghostwire Tokyo. Not a big game, but you know, it's another yeah. game. But honestly, I no. that that trailer did it for me. No, did all, I saw you say yeah. that. No, yeah, because I'm like, oh, no, so you're because you're recency bias. Uh-uh. Let, let me let me let me just. No. P- there's a lot to unpack here because I it's I like have not, not been. It does not look there, good. It, it, shut your shut your dumb mouth for just a second. Let me let me talk. Um. No, because no. <laughs> what's what's that one mage game? I think it's like Lichdom or something like that, right? Where like you're, it's like a first person aspect, and you're you're a mage, yeah. and you're just shooting magic out of your hands. I was like, oh shit! So it's like Lichdom, and right where my like like that unlocked in my brain, I'm like, oh okay, then this is pretty tight actually, because I always like I like magic users. That's always my spiel. So I'm like, okay, if I'm just shooting fireballs out of my hands, let's do this. That's right. Lift I think they, the the 2014 6.5 out of 10 game. Yeah, this game isn't going to be my game of the year. I've already decided it's Horizon because I run a PlayStation show and I need to, you know, give them clicks. Give get them clicks. God of War, huh? Wow. Yeah. No, I know God of War is also they're tied. They're tied. Oh, 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 oh. And whatever Xbox comes, a Starfield piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. the point being is there's a ton of stuff coming in the next six weeks or so right and then you know i know redfall you said it's unproven and i think obviously it's a new ip but i think unproven is kind of strong given that look at the new ip that um my favorite company who i can't even think of the name of right now who's making redfall um arcane arcane thank you um look at the ip they have created and how good all their games have been over the last several years from dishonored to prey to um uh, Deathloop. I mean, they're all like top tier games. Um, so I, I think that's good. And Starfield uh, goes without saying. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not super hyped for it because who knows? But I mean, if it hits, it's going to hit big. Oh, yeah. So I don't know, man. I don't know how you can't be excited for anything but Gotham Knights, of which we haven't seen anything in a year. When's the last time we saw Gotham Knights? It's the IP. I'm like excited about. Oh, I know. Well, like, I know. Pretty clear, it's the IP. And, and yeah. same logic on Starfield. Like, we haven't seen Starfield, so yeah. And le- I don't know why the Starfield IP gets people excited. I think Todd Howard gets people excited. Oh well, yeah, um, it's the potential of what Starfield can be. Right. Yeah. And same. That's what it is for Gotham Knights. I want a Batman DC story. Make a Superman game. What's wrong with you guys? By the way, you um, haven't mentioned Zack Snyder yet this episode. I'm getting worried about you. Are you okay? Yeah, you're all right. I love him so much. Married uh, man, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Just want Justice League too. I just want it. Whatever um, it takes. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. Hashtag whatever it takes. <laughs> hashtag whatever it takes. <laughs> okay, so Ains, I don't know if you know, that was the Avengers hashtag. That's right. Well, now we're hijacking it. Oh, right. Yeah. We're pulling a, a fast one just like Sony did to get the Master Chief. Oh, my God. My goodness. Um, so, yeah. What are you excited for, for? For real, real. Like, realist of real, I think Microsoft's going to have a re-release this year. Uh, similar to some sort of collection or some sort of like remaster, something to fill out their year. Because right now, Stalkers way out of there. They've got Redfall. They got Starfield. They need at least one more heavy hitter in there. Maybe yeah. that rumor of the uh, Gears Master Chief Collection, the Marcus so, Phoenix Collection. Yes. They do, but wouldn't that make sense to to wait till UE5 and they can just get the games on UE5? 
My honestly, my guess is, and I don't have any information here. My guess would be Insider. they're they're re they're doing the similar to what they did with Master Chief Collection and Halo Five. Um, is that they're going to release if they if it is gears as rumored, they do a gears collection. It's remade, right? So you get kind of the best of the old, mm-hmm. but you you basically let UI five UI UE five mature for gear six, um, because gears they're giving coalition I think extra time. And waiting for Gear Six till next year is my thought. Mm. Uh, so why Gator, not release yeah. Marcus Phoenix Collection, kind of re reinvigorate that love for Gears as a franchise? Because Gears Five, I thought was a fantastic game. Really I'm was. a Gear, I'm a Gears head, but is it fair to say, generally speaking, the Gears IP feels a little flat, a little yeah, dated? It does. It does. Um, they need. It's due for reinvention, Halo Infinite yeah. style. So so why not? reinvigorate the love for the franchise bring people back to its core the marcus the cole the baird right let them play through that trilogy and then as the series x and ue5 mature give us a proper gear six next year that is something kind of more revolutionary is my thought it feels too soon for gear six if if they were on their timetable gear six would release this year but I think it's you kind of have a Halo 5 situation. Not that Gears 5 and Halo 5 compare, but I think Halo as a brand needed the break to come back strong. And we're lucky that Infinite landed the way it did because it, it, it was all over the place, right? Um, but I'm I, I as a huge Gears head, I've got the Gears 5 system over there. I played them. I love them. Read all the, mm-hmm. I read all the books. But I don't know that Gears is carrying any weight right now with anyone at all. And so I think more time away is the right thing to do. But releasing uh, late next year is more time away. Yeah. That'd be four years, five years. That'd be five late years. next year for That's Gears. What I said. For Gear Six. Yeah. That'd be five years since Gears Five. Uh, and keep in mind, you know, you mentioned Halo Infinite, right? But hey, a big part of why Halo Infinite took so long is because they built an engine from the ground up. Like I've said yeah. before. Nobody does that. You know why nobody does that? Because it's fucking impossible to build a game engine from the ground up. The, mm-hmm. the Gears team is probably the most experienced team at Xbox with Unreal. Um, and they're they're literally part of the team that works on Unreal uh, kind of co-development of the engine. So mm-hmm. it's far more mature and a far kind of, I won't say simple because nothing's simple, right? But it's a far easier transition to the new engine for the coalition team with unreal than like three, four, three trying to build their own engine. And just think about it. Like all three gears, like a, the best of maps. Oh, amazing. Oh, if you include multi, Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Give Pull us like horde gears- mode and gears one. Like let's get crazy. Yeah. Make it like gears three kind of gameplay. Right. Yep. Give yep. us all the maps, a remake. Oh my God. I'm in, man. Just make sure the sawed off isn't in there and you're, you're set. That's the cheapest weapon ever. Yeah, that's yeah. It's it's so cheap. It's so cheap. But don't, I, don't I, I hate I, I hate the sawed off shotgun. That is the easy mode of goddamn uh, of that. That's the equivalent to easy mode for me. That's why it ruins it ruins my fun. The hey, goddamn sawed off one shot. Believe it belongs in the game. Yeah, it's their vision. It is their vision. It's a shitty vision. <laughs> Rod Ferguson defended shotgun. it. Who's now at Blizzard? Who's now at Xbox again? Huh? Apparently, what? <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly well, the sawed off was I, I, like 
I don't know anyone from the like Gears community that thought, yeah, this is great. No, I love this. This is this is fantastic. No, it was. It, it was hated. Yeah, it was their attempt to try to bring everybody in, and by trying to bring everybody in, you alienated the people that actually play the fucking game. The problem with Gears, and no, I want to get off this topic, but the problem with Gears multiplayer <laughs> is kind of the same problem with Halo multiplayer is that. Mm the elite best of the best command too much power in deciding what's what. And I, I think that's a problem because I don't want to play and worry about what wall bouncers want. I don't care about that. I need to be approachable. And when I see people like in the halo elite communities talking about like, Oh, the mall or this, and this, this gun, and that guy chill out the games for everyone. And I know Ains, I feel like I'm touching a nerve. Um, no, cause I, I, I partially agree with you. I really do. Yeah. I, I play, you guys know how much I love Halo and I love playing ranked and I follow HCS and all that, but I completely agree with you that companies like that um, kind of navigate their decision-making through the hardest of the hardcore. Um, and that has been a downfall for a lot of multiplayer games. Um, Halo and Gears are definitely guilty of that. I think I think Halo is in a pretty good balance right now. If you're playing quick play and you're playing your yeah. your general matches, you know, pistol and AR starts. The AR is very viable. It's almost too viable. Um, the the weapon sandbox is very strong, and then the HCS settings. If you play ranked, it's a it's a different game, and I think yeah. it should be. It's a, it should be. That's the whole point. Right. Yeah. I mean, what, what, like I, I consider myself a pretty good player Halo. And then when I get into rank with you guys, I right, go fuck yourself. And then when I play ranked with you guys, it's like it is such a different game. It's a different game. And, and I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, then I, I have separate issues of like sound design. Like, let me hear some goddamn footsteps. Anyway. Yeah, um, they're yeah, they're, they're a little quiet. But like, yeah, I think like Halo Infinite has the best balance of like everybody's pretty happy with it because yeah i feel like they understood like the core tenets of what made halo fun back in the yeah. day and they're like let's just implement that let's let's have the fun first and then we can get to the balancing portion afterwards because the mauler isn't oh, like overpowered i don't think no. there's no, just some not. strategy to it that is a little bit simpler for folks and it's and a power weapon after all so go get it and then you know yeah, have fun with it. Yeah. the uh the big thing with it is they need to make it i don't think they should leave judgment out the same way that i don't think the master chief collection was correct to leave out odst and reach hmm. right like it needs to but be do you i'm sorry i i was do just you gonna launch with it up. is the question is, do you launch? no no no, no 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 do you, you can leave judgment in from a campaign perspective but it's multiplayer was very different so how correct. do you how do you i don't think i don't think you worry about multiplayer for that one yeah. So you just let the campaign mechanics be their their unique different self but not bring it into mp i i would in the same way that and, and it's not a one-to-one -one, but odst is a very different campaign style storytelling style it is but and, the you know, mechanics are the same the mechanics are the same yes i grant you that but i do think you'd be doing a disservice if you have a collection to get people into gears and then you leave out one of the games that brought people into gears yeah. right and a prequel was, at that a prequel and it was yeah. beautiful it was one of the last it, it was a good it's a genuinely very good game yeah um i got to visit epic games to play that game i had a, a schedule oh really the, yeah that was one of the few times um GameStop did anything good for me so. <laughs> and, can we get to some tweets we had we, we tweeted sure. out a couple things um and i feel like we're, we're winding down i want to address uh our friend lord james suddy who said this is his favorite podcast 
He said this is the uh, Co-op is his favorite podcast. He said he recently listened to all of our individual shows uh, and enjoy each of them. He said they're the all terrible. He's like, yeah, I enjoy each of them. Uh, the three of you together, though, just make for excellent entertainment and content. Mm. With the aim- gaming industry consolidation coming, do we keep the crazy hope behind every announcement? Or at some point, are we just like, okay, that's great with no fanfare? When PlayStation announced purchasing Bungie, I was not hyped or disappointed. Uh, I understand the history, but it seemed like a bigger deal, like a way bigger deal was being made than what was called for. End question. First of all, thank you for the compliment. Mm. That was a really mm. nice compliment you yeah. made us. Yeah. Was well, um, that was really cool? He said that we're better together than our individual projects, so we're like the Constructicons, old Megazord, old, old Megazord. man joke. Yeah, yeah, boop, 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 boop. yeah, yeah. Um, very kind com- uh, compliment. Thank you, Suddy. Um, I wasn't the, the bungee deal kind of just rolled nobody, over nobody like, wanted cool. to even take much into my Power Rangers reference, but fine. No, the fact that you did the flute, that is the trumpet, that he through the the dagger with the helmet on. Yeah, the fucking, the coolest, well, the coolest dagger ever made. It's also a goddamn flute. Yeah, but it sounds like a saxophone. Yep. Yeah, and there's no way that air can get out of the helmet. Absolutely no way. Dude, that guy got laid 24-7. I'm going to tell you right now, the one gift my mom never got me was a dragon sword. And to this day, I've wanted a dragon sword for every occasion of my life, and it hasn't happened. And they're hard to find. They're like three hundred dollars. I yeah. want a dragon sword. So that's the one toy in my life that I've never been able to get is a dragon sword. You know Fair what enough. I never had that I really wanted? This, What's that? All right, all right. You got to give me two minutes for a go truth. for it. Two yeah. minutes? Yeah. No, 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 no okay. fine. There's a lot seconds, to no. Seconds. There's a lot to unpack. Go for it. Yeah. Thirty seconds. But I'm kidding. And yes, I'm older. We know this. Uh, he Man was a big thing. The original He Man. Right. Yes, mm-hmm. that shirtless man in his underwear. Tell us more. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, let's go. Ooh, uh, it's kind of where the awakening happened. No, <laughs> um, um, that's a weird thing to explain to your wife. <laughs> so, <laughs> My wife's so, heard it. She'll be fine. Had all the toys, <laughs> figures, right? And uh, I always wanted Castle Grayskull. Um, yeah. And I thought I was going to get it one Christmas. I never did. I never had Castle Grayskull because my mom couldn't afford it. You know what she did? No joke. And she used to do mm. it. We were poor. She literally made my own He-Man castle out of a cardboard box and like drew on it and and made the skull and all this stuff. And, uh, you know, as a kid, you're disappointed, but you look back on that now and you're like, oh, she's the best. Yeah. Yeah. My mom once took a poster of a a Power Ranger poster because we couldn't afford the poster. She took a picture of it and developed it so I could have the picture of the poster. (laughs) We were all, yeah. Moms are great. Moms moms are are awesome. Moms are awesome. By the way, Power Rangers, come on. Shut your goddamn mouth. Mighty Morphin was amazing, and the the comic books are incredible. Battle for the Grid, bro. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. All right, uh, what was the, oh, so Suddy <laughs> wants to know: Was the Bungie news? Did did you feel hyped for it? Um, no. no. All right. <laughs> oh well, was I excited? Yeah, I was excited yeah, like, as a like as a fan and a PlayStation gamer. Yes. Compared to Activision. Oh no, it's two different types of excitement. Okay. Like one's like, oh wow, this means the the studio I love is with uh, other studios I love, and those studios are being amplified. This is what I want. And then like the Activision one's like, oh wow, if you're an Xbox fan, you just got so much value for your know, Game Pass thing. You can't shut up about. Yo, oh yeah, I'll wait till this game's on Game Pass. You know, because that's Spartacus where I get drops. to really try it out. The day Spartacus drops, this kid's gonna lose his mind. <laughs> Yeah, I am. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> it's going to be a PlayStation version of Game Pass, but better, you know? 
No, with Bungie, it was just like literally my <laughs> okay, response okay. to it was like, oh, oh, okay, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Like, okay. I think if I played Destiny, I would have been worried one way or the other before I found that, that details. That's what the conversation is going to be for you with Travis, is because he is a diehard test Destiny guy, mm. like 5,000 hours in it. He does a Destiny podcast. And I know some of those guys are a little creeped out by this because they burned by when they were with Activision. So uh, that'll be an interesting conversation. Cool. Cool. Uh, let's see. The Dad Cade writes in. Uh, what up, Nick Edwards? Good to hear or see your name popping up here, buddy. At what point do you think consolidation for talent stops? Do we see a healthy number of people leaving to form their own studios? I think yeah. that's bound to happen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah in fact, um, Travis has uh, spoken on this well before, funny enough, is a lot of what happens in the marketplace here, and this is across all tech industries, is you do. Like, if you think about Jason Jones, right? He's a guy who co-founded Bungie. They created Halo. They turned this into this hundred, multi-hundred million dollar company yeah. um, over the course of a decade, right? And then they go on, they leave uh, Microsoft, they create Destiny. Sorry, my mind is like fried. Um, and now their company just was sold for three and a half billion. Um, what you see happening a lot of times like this is he'll take that money and it wouldn't surprise me at all to see someone like Jason Jones or some other big person at Bungie go off and create a new studio. Um, and you basically just do the same thing. You get all your freedom back. You have basically endless funding because you're rich as hell. Um, you get investors who know you can build something special and you do it all over again. And I think there's, there's so much investment in the gaming space right now that the, the the conversation of consolidation is going to be all the studios and it's too much. It's just, it's kind of silly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, like I have an antidote for after the show for that too, of like anecdote, anecdote. What did I, I say? I don't need an antidote. I hope I got a stuffy nose and I'm dumb. Okay. Please settle down. Um, Last no, week, that, Gaines made fun of you for being dyslexic. Remember that? <laughs> I Such a not, good bird. I did Such a good bird. No, just do, just take it. Just take it. It's oh, a compliment. Oh, no, oh, I want to be bad. clear on camera. I'm not making fun of people who are dyslexic. No, oh, no, he did. Uh, there was. The, you should have heard the tone. He wanted to kick a puppy. I heard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Miles. Mm -hmm. He was trying to bite me. You should. You should. Oh my god. You should have heard him before. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> before you were out, he was awful. Um, about your mother. No, about like, yeah, people building teams, then getting purchased, bought out, and then selling them, you know, and leaving and doing the same thing all over again. You know, you see that constantly. And I, I, I mean, look at there's ex Blizzard devs, right? Making, what is it like Dream Mixcape or something like that? Like a new, a new publisher, a Dream Haven or something. I forget. Off the top of my head, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, there were like ex uh, Activision Blizzard people leaving to form their own publisher days sure. before the, the acquisition. So, you know, to me, I, I as scary as it does seem for me. Yeah, you're going to have people going out there and, and wanting to build something out of nothing. And there are going to be devs that don't want to sell or publishers that don't want to sell. So there's always going to be those things. And, you know, I get it. Change is scary, but change happens whether you like it or not yeah and there's going to be new bungees there's going to be new whoever you want to name right there's going to be companies we don't even know of right now that are going to create something magical and be the next it 
And that's yeah. going to happen over and over again. Uh, probably more than it's ever happened before because of how big gaming has gotten. Yeah. One of the things that excites me about the consolidation and the idea that some of those people are not going to want that and they're going to go out and make their own is that it brings more funding into gaming. And more to the point, we get to see studios create second and third teams in much of the way that several of them already have. Like we know Playground has multiple teams. Coalition's working on a project that's not Gears that it's going to release on its own as a smaller thing. We know that. Um, We we know that multiple studios have several teams under them. Ninja Theory is a good example. So I'm very curious as to what it's going to be. Hey, Ains, I'm curious. What the fuck are you spinning? Thank you. I told you I heard something earlier. I'm here. Really? Yeah. Oh, I haven't you seen me. Like, I'm not even moving. I don't know. Let me see your hands. Let me see your hands. I don't believe you. <laughs> I'm not even doing anything. All right. That's what I was hearing earlier, Joe. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You thought I was crazy. I, you thought maybe I was crazy. it's yeah. like my foot on the desk. I, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. No. Sorry. I'll sit. Continue, Luke. <laughs> I, don't know. I, don't know. I lost it. Yeah. Next question, sir. <laughs> um, not really a question. Dano wrote in, uh, kind of adding on to some of Suddy's points. Um, I should have read them when I read Suddy's stuff, but Dano, always appreciate you uh, checking out the stuff. He appreciated the promise that that Bungie was making and Sony was making in their blog posts. Um, and then I'm just kind of scrolling through some of last week's comments, not last week's, uh, two weeks ago's comments from Casco Up 19, which really did well. Thank you guys so much for clicking like and share and checking out that. Really, I think one of our best episodes uh for the record i'm just gonna kind of cherry pick a few of these points again said that he uh in, in the comments for that episode said just like the ips from zenimax i think microsoft will make all ips from activision blizzard once the acquisition is complete exclusive to xbox pc xcloud ecosystem with the exception of legacy titles i.e games that you can currently play across all systems uh for any contract- contractual obligations so the idea that Nothing that's going to be removed, but everything going forward will be exclusive uh, is what Gen is saying there. And I think I, I tend to agree with a lot of that, um, barring some negotiated deals and, and the idea that maybe you log into your Xbox account on a PlayStation at some point in five years time. Um, let's see. I'm scrolling through another one. Project X Talk giving a shout out. It's Big Mad Mo in the in the chat or in the uh, comments giving a shout out. As was Mr. Mariana Pampa, Court Lalonde, Alex Ferreria, uh, and so many more of you guys. Jordan from the Backlog Chronicles is in there. Storm Shadow One Two Three. Awesome. Appreciate you guys. Uh, Jordan One Two Three specifically said to us, "Phil doesn't have billions of dollars. Microsoft does." Thank you for your contribution, Storm Shadow. You have truly made gaming better what no 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 it's phil it's phil phil has it phil has literally it. his pockets it. it's his, his pockets yeah and his money trust me his trust money. Me. he won an award which we'll talk about another time but yeah that's cool yeah i have actually yeah. one one thing i want to ask you oh go yeah. for it both of you so it just announced today that the yeah. switch is now the best-selling nintendo console of all time it passed the wii uh the wii was 101 million units the switch is now at 103 uh, that was based on their last quarter estimate. So my question to you guys is the Switch is uh, the fastest selling console of all time at this point. It's faster selling than the PS4. Um, and Nintendo's executive came out today and said the Switch is not even halfway through its life cycle. That's I what they said. That. 
Yikes. Which is, yeah, that's a whole nother topic. What I wanted to ask you guys is it's always been thought impossible that any system console would pass the PS2 at 155 million units. Do you think the Switch will do it? I never had a doubt it wouldn't. Okay. Yeah, I think I think it passes 150. Okay, that's not what you said. You had never had a doubt that it would. You believe the Switch is going to pass it. I'm asking yeah. for clarity. Yes. I'm asking for clarity. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I believe it be will. Yes. I was not trying to be rude. I'm sorry if it sounded rude. Yeah. Um, so you, <laughs> so you think the switch is going to pass 150 million, 55 yeah. million, yeah. 155. I don't I think, think it will. I don't think it will, but I am so wrong on Nintendo all the time. Edward Varnell and his people are soon going to have to defend NFTs, uh, which is just wild because Nintendo is cool about that. I don't understand Nintendo apologists at this point. And I say that as an owner of a switch who loved Nintendo, who had a Wii U and loved a lot of the games there. I don't understand what the infatuation is. And I think the reality is it's because it's not people like us buying them. It's kids. Yeah. Kids. That's why. That's why you can play Fortnite on it. Play Mario on it. And people know Mario. But uh, I don't know, man. Another 50 million units and and change in a time where we're moving into mobile spaces and xCloud and and the like over the next five years. I, I don't know. I like that we got two different opinions. Yeah, because I, I honestly don't know either. It's it's easy to say yes because at the pace it is right now, but that pace slows down. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know if it can keep this pace up. Remember, the PlayStation 2 sold for like 13 years or something ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. that's why it's so high and it was so popular. So it'd be curious, but I figured that was worth mentioning because Nintendo is the huge brand. And the fact, you know, people think of like the NES as one of the greatest consoles of all time and the reality is it's not even in the top like five best-selling consoles um yeah the wii and now the switch is past it so that's it that's all i had let us know in the comments comments. grand turismo looks awesome yeah and ghostwire tokyo does not i'm not i'm not gonna hang my hat on it you could you could disrespect it it's not a personal attack to me. I don't give a fuck if you buy it or don't. <laughs> I'm buying it. It looks it looks no. weird, and I like. Yeah, it looks weird. Yeah, it looks weird. It looks, it looks different. It doesn't look great, but it looks weird. Yeah, so. It looks weird. I'm in. I'll check it out. It'll be it's a game. I'm also. I, I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna get Tiny Tina's uh, assault for. Oh, I'm really? definitely gonna. More money. For all that's here. happening in March. Wait, is Tiny Tina in March? Yeah. What else so is happening in March? Well, I guess you already finished. You already finished Dying Light. Yeah. Elden Ring is going to take you a good bit, I would guess. Yeah, but Elden Ring's a game that will play for years. Yeah. Okay. All right. I was curious. All right. yeah. Yeah, Crossfire yeah, yeah. X, baby. Jesus. Although okay. We did learn that the, the campaign is in Game Pass, which we didn't think ahead of time. Part, part of one it. One of the one of the campaigns. It's two campaigns. One of them yeah. is in there. Okay. That is well, a then, great way to decide if you want to play that game then, or not. Then I'm going to be playing one of the Crossfire X games. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's no marketing. I I have contacts at Remedy to to do like reviews and stuff. Here we go again. You hear him all, all night, Joe. He's just honestly like, people that brag that they have connections no, 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 and codes no, no. are this unbearable. No, I, this isn't I, me. I, I went to the studio and played that game. Oh like, yeah, oh, I, I don't even want this code. I just I they just gave it. it to me. No, I don't even want it. It's fine. Well, it's just this PR you. person doing their job. <laughs> I have given you some of those codes before, but what I was going to say is that <laughs> yes, we don't have any. They're like uh. 
codes <laughs> like they were they were confused what's a crossfire i was like, yeah <laughs> oh shit we're making it <laughs> we better get to work since, since when <laughs> what's that release date <laughs> they tweeted what <laughs> what, what? <laughs> yeah yeah and i was like oh okay well <laughs> that's a thing yeah, game pass is going to be good to us though yep so uh, boys, you got anything good coming up on your respective shows? Ains, anything good? Look forward to with Bitcast. I know you just added a new member. Yeah, yeah. So we've been uh, we talked before about uh, wanting to get to four kind of dedicated members and having more of a set show than rotating guests every uh, every week. So luckily, uh, Joe, were you invited? No. <laughs> so guys, have your own show. Um, so we we had a fantastic episode. Just would have liked the offer. With, I, was, uh, yeah, I would have said no. Yeah. With uh, oh, thanks. With um, Hogue Law, you know, everyone knows him as Hogue Law, as Rick Hogue. Um, and uh, you know, we talked offline. He said uh, it's really nice compliments about Big Cass and uh, the way that we handle ourselves and the conversations that we have. And uh, we we talked over the last few days. And so he's he's joining the show um, at least. For the next kind of couple months um obviously nice. he's got family he has his own channel so he's going to see yeah. how the timing works out and assuming yeah. timing works out and he doesn't dislike us um yeah he'll be a full-time member so uh nice. look forward to that i think what it does for us is i think it's going to give us um the capability to have kind of a discourse on uh, on weekly shows that other shows can't match yeah um, which I'm I'm really looking forward to because you guys know me I like kind of getting into the tech or to the industry side of things and he brings another perspective that I think is going to be really cool so um, yeah check that out big cast every Sunday morning we're live you can join us hang out um, other than that um, season gaming just kind of rolling along as I always say check it out um, we did launch Patreon this year uh, we've got some kind of original and exclusive content there and we actually launched a a new series that as you listen to this, it'll be out next week for everyone on the channel, but a new series called for the record, um, which is going to be for the tech junkies out there uh, where myself, I sit down with Carl Dwyer, who's another contributor for season gaming, a bonafide just geek when it comes to kind of the inside of how all this tech works in the consoles and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're, what we're doing is we're taking one topic every time we do an episode and breaking it down to the like granular details. So this first episode, we talk about the difference in storage uh, solutions between the PlayStation 5 series consoles and PC and what all the, uh, you know, the technology, like you hear velocity architecture and feedback sampling and geometry engine, you hear all these things. What do they actually mean? And what that's cool. So uh, look for that uh, on the channel as well. That's enough for me. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, yeah, as I try to fight off the sneeze, you can find me over at the Trophy Room. Uh, you know the spiel. Each and every Thursday, me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest and greatest in all things PlayStation. This week, there are two episodes out. Uh, one covering, I know, I say it really fast. Uh, one covering solely the Bungie acquisition, which is a really, really fun episode to record with Kyle. Um, honestly, one of our favorites. I know I've been saying that a lot because we've been on a roll, but honestly, is it's a lot of fun. Uh, our fans really had a lot, a lot of fun with us as well. And then as well, uh, we had our, our second video or podcast out as well, so you should check that out on Thursday. Um, sorry, right now. Uh, and yeah, this weekend still recording a lot of review stuff, so be on the lookout next week. We got a lot of thoughts on a lot of things. So, yeah. 
That's it. That's all. Mr. Babbitt yeah. at PS Trophy Room. You know where you know where to find us. Uh, and you, of course, can find me on Twitter at InsipidGhost, XEP, Xbox Expansion Pass, all your podcast services. I've got Ty Guy Travis coming on uh, to talk to me about why game consolidation and specifically this Bungie deal is a bad thing. I'm also going to okay. be. Doing- He's easy. I, I love Travis, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I like him. I'll also be de- entering interviewing the developers of an indie game called Infernomax. Infernomax. Okay. I need to check the. the Might help the game you know how it's pronounced. I know. I'm embarrassed because I <laughs> I've been playing it and I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. Um, but it, it, it what is known is it's a Zelda two Castlevania style game. Bloody is all get out. It looks really fun. Uh, and I think you got. I think a lot of people are going to really enjoy it. So I'm anxious to talk to those developers. Working on a few other interviews for some upcoming games that are also very bloody. It uh, might take place in the shadows. Uh, and then, kind of bummed out, I had a big interview, like a, the biggest FXCP was ever going to have. Uh, that that through no fault of the person that was going to be interviewed, uh, several bad things happened in their life. And so hopefully that gets rescheduled because it's a voice that I really want XCP listeners to get to check out at some point. So here's hoping. Here's hoping. Here's a hoping. Here's a hoping. Well, uh, guys, should we keep casting that co-op? Keep, keep, keep casting that (laughs) co-op. Someone rolled something through my door. We did it, boys. (laughs) (laughs) That's very fitting. That's good. And it's us right there. Love you guys. Oh, jeez. Thanks for listening. Oh, God. Oh, God. Love you.